don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Michelle. And I'm Kirsten. And we're covering Heaven's Gate today. Man. This is a doozy. It is a doozy. Not as rough as last week's episode no, not of as the serial killers that I covered. Um, so go check that out if you haven't already. Listen at your own risk. Yes. Um, You've been warned. There is a huge trigger warning on that episode, so animal abuse and obviously uh, it's just gruesome in general. The whole thing. Like, very gruesome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. This one's a little less gruesome. So, okay. if you're here for the little less gruesomeness of it all, then here, here you, you go. go. So, like I said, today we're talking about Heaven's Gate, and if you don't know what that is, it's a bit of a cult. A, a religious group, if you will. A bit. What do you mean a bit? <laughs> it is. Um, I actually was like looking up different information about it, trying to find different websites, and I think their website is still up. Really? Yeah, from the nineteen nineties. It's called Heavensgate.com. I'm about to look. Yeah. Heavensgate.com? Yeah. And I'll link it in the show notes. You could have just clicked on the link in the docs. There was Link. Yes, there was at the very top. <sighs> yeah. It it looks 90s, doesn't it? It does look 90s. Yeah. So if you guys want to check out that and read the like website, I mean, you're more than welcome to. Obviously, don't fall into it, but just read it. All right, let's get into this. Interesting. Um, Marshall Applewhite is who we're going to be talking about first. He is the one that helped create this group. Um, okay. Marshall really decided to dive deep into biblical prophecy in the early 1970s. This is prime time for religious cults, mm-hmm. by the way. He was fired from his job at the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas, Texas mm-hmm. because he apparently had an alleged relationship with one of his male students. Okay. Um, I don't know how it works in college if you have a relationship with your student as a professor yeah i I wondered that because like technically Um, you're adults i don't know if it's because it's the 1970s and he's a male with a male yeah and we're moving right along there's not a lot of back information on these people it's just basically about the religious group um marshall did meet a woman named bonnie nettles okay there's multiple different stories on how they met, so none are really confirmed, so I can't say exactly how they met, but they did. There was, like, a story saying they met at a hospital when Marshall was visiting his friend. There was a story saying Marshall um, experienced a near-death experience and ended up in the hospital and Bonnie was there because she is a nurse. Mm-hmm. So, there's just different stories, none of it's really confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in March of 1972 when they met. Okay. And, like I said, Bonnie was a married nurse and she was 44 years old she was married okay she had an interest in theosophy okay and biblical prophecy like marshall 
And Marshall would later say that he felt when he met Bonnie that they had known each other for a long time and that he had, they had met in a past life, mm. which me and Kirsten, we met in a past life. I was getting ready to say that's literally us. Yeah, but they, they're they a different type of weird vibe, okay? Yeah. Um. Anyways, Bonnie told Marshall that their meeting had been foretold to her by extraterrestrials. E.T.? up in this bitch et up in this bitch man the finger and all um et phone <laughs> home i've never even seen that movie <laughs> i don't know if i have i just know and yeah. she started to persuade him that he had a divine assignment oh so i really think he had these thoughts of diving into biblical prophecy right but she just kind of like jump-started everything and really pushed him towards that goal, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Kind mm-hmm. of doing her own dirty work a little bit. Like, he, she was the brains behind the operation. He was just the person in front of her. Mm-hmm. Um, both Bonnie and Marshall then delved deep into different religions and spiritual views. They kept a King James Bible and studied passages from the New Testament. They were really focusing on Christology, ascetism. Mm-hmm and eschatology okay a lot of people already know this but i'm gonna put the definition anyways christology is a study of christ Mm -hmm. as we all most of us know yeah ascetism is a lifestyle characterized by abstinence from sensual pleasures often for the purpose of pursuing spiritual goals okay so kind of like just not having sex or yeah doing certain things you know Mm -hmm. christian eschatology Involves the study of end things, whether of the end of life of an individual life, of the end of an age, of the end of the world, or of the nature of the kingdom of God. Broadly speaking, this focuses on the ultimate destiny of individual souls and of the entire created order based primarily upon biblical texts within the Old and New Testaments. Okay. So that's why they were kind of interested in it. They were reading the New Testaments anyways. Okay. And Marshall... He was also dabbling in some science fiction. Mm, okay. That's kind of weird. So, not only were they looking into all these religious beliefs, they were also looking into science fiction. Okay. But by June 19th, Marshall and Bonnie's beliefs were decided. Okay. Solidified. They said that they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies. Again, they were into biblical prophecy in general. So. Okay. And they had been given higher level minds than other people. Mm-hmm. They ended up writing a pamphlet that described Jesus' reincarnation as a Texan. When really, in the Bible, he's Middle Middle Eastern. I was about to say, that's odd. (laughs) But they were trying to give reference to Marshall, I think, because maybe he was a Texan. But I read that they were trying to kind of reference Marshall Mm -hmm. in a roundabout way. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. They also decided they were the two witnesses described in the book of Revelation. I haven't really read. Like, I've I've read passages of the Bible because I used to be, like, Christian. Mm -hmm. I'm just more of a spiritual person now. Um, I believe in a higher power, but not necessarily a Christian God, if that makes sense. Um, But I have read some of the Bible. And I don't remember reading that. I, I don't. Didn't. I mean, I'm a Christian, but I have not read the Bible. Yeah, I don't. Not know. everybody reads the Bible either. Like that's a lot to read. You cannot Could you just even sit get down through the and Bible read it and in your lifetime? It. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's certain passages that you can pick out to kind of like guide yourself. I don't think 
maybe i don't know this is just my opinion i mm-hmm. don't think the bible is like something that you just like read and you like go by a hundred percent this is what the bible says it's yeah. more like there for um guidance mm-hmm. or like when you are trying to figure things out you can like reference the bible and like try and be like what should i do let me look at the bible oh okay and like some of the things in the bible are like things that have um happened that were not necessarily good that Mm -hmm. you know this is like i don't it also has stories in it right of people making mistakes right and and like this is what you don't do so when people are like oh this is in the bible it's like well actually that person's a murderer and whatever whatever yeah yeah so it's like people who talk about the bible like that like i don't understand how people just like go by the bible live by the bible because you're also living by like I mean, criminals there, and stuff. There's some stuff so in there like, that's, like... It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I just... Anyways. Yeah. They would visit churches and other spiritual groups to speak of their identities. They were trying to get this out to the people. Mm-hmm. Marshall and Bonnie would refer to themselves as the two or the UFO two. Oh. This is where the science fiction is coming into play. Oh, the E.T. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, they also believed that they would be killed, resurrected, and in front of everyone, be transported onto a spaceship. Nice. Bonnie and Marshall called this event the demonstration. Okay. And it was suggested to prove their claims to everyone. Okay. These other religious groups were like, eh, I don't think so. We're, no. We're not falling for this. I'm no, sorry. No, thank you. No. Um, you had me there. For with, a minute. With the New Testament. But then you start talking about spaceships, and I was just like, um, They were not with Marshall and Bonnie on these beliefs that they had essentially made up. Literally. So, it's Literally. like... Like... Okay. Mm-hmm. You had me there for a minute, but you started talking about UFOs. Now you're just not, going... Now yeah. you're just talking nonsense. You just went off the deep end. Yeah. They did gain their first follower, though. Okay. And her name was Sharon Morgan. Okay. She abandoned her children... And joined what? the group of two in May of 1974. Okay. Her children and her family. Just like That's her husband crazy. everything. But a month later, she left the group and rejoined her family. Well, she, was she like, probably oh, realized yeah. these people are fucking nuts. Yeah, literally. Bonnie and Marshall ended up being charged for credit card fraud for using Sharon's cards, even though she had apparently consented to them being used. Okay. The charges were dropped. But a routine checkup found that Marshall and Bonnie had stolen a rental car from St. Louis nine months before the charges from the credit cards came about. Okay. So they, they figured this out as the charges for the credit cards coming up. Yeah. Um, Marshall was the one who ended up being charged, arrested, and convicted uh, of stealing the car because it was, like, in his name. It mm-hmm. wasn't in Bonnie's name. Right. Um, so he did spend six months in jail. Okay. And he was released in early of 1975, and he rejoined Bonnie. Okay. So, going around to these churches and other religious groups really wasn't working out for them. It w- they weren't getting anywhere. No. They, they kept losing them at the UFO park. Hmm, I wonder why. They decided they were going to contact extraterrestrials. Okay. And they decided to seek out people who had the same ideas as them. Okay. And they would bring them in. Okay. So, they ended up publishing advertisements for meetings, and they did recruit some disciples. Interesting. They named them the crew. That's, That's what their disciples are called. Simple. The crew. Okay. At the events, they said they represented beings from another planet, and this planet was called the next level. Okay. Sounds like a back room to me. <laughs> it sounds like a video game. 
It definitely does. <laughs> and these beings were record recording. We're recording, not the beings. We are recording. <laughs> these beings were recruiting participants for an experiment. Marshall and Bonnie told him that if they took part in the experiment, that they would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. In April of 1975, during a meeting with a metaphysical group of 80 people led by Clarence Klug in Joan Culpepper's Studio City, Los Angeles home, Bonnie and Marshall shared their simultaneous revelation that they had been told they were the two witnesses in the Bible story of the end of time. Again, they're coming at people with that shit. All reckless. And according to Benjamin Zeller, which I think he was a... um, a person of heaven like a disciple of heaven's gate at one point okay i think that's how he knows all this but i'm not 100 percent sure i kind of try to look it up didn't really find much okay so all of the people describe it as a momentous it as momentous sorry and agree that marshall and bonnie presented themselves as charismatic leaders with an important spiritual message they got 25 people to join the group from this little wow 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 And in September of 1975, Marshall and Bonnie preached at a motel hall in Waldport, Oregon. And 20 people joined the group from the promise, or sorry, with the promise of an extraterrestrial spacecraft taking them to the kingdom of heaven. Okay. They sold all their worldly possessions and said farewell to their loved ones. And they all moved to Colorado with Bonnie and Marshall. Okay. Well, can you guess what happened next? I'm Same sure thing that me. happens in every created apocalypse cult story. The UFO, it didn't show up. Imagine that. Hmm. Oh my goodness, I am shocked. Later in the year, on CBS Evening News, the disappearances were reported on. And this one was the first national reports on this religious group. A score of persons have disappeared. It's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity or simply been taken. So after that UFO didn't really show, people, mm-hmm. like the group kind of went underground. They just, not necessarily under the ground, but, but they like were trying to get quiet. off the radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't want a lot of people to really like, they didn't want media coverage. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, at this point, Marshall and Bonnie had came up with new names for themselves. Okay. Doe and T. Okay. Don't know why. Um, like do Remy Pasolati do? Dang girl, you said that fast, but I have no idea. I don't know what's going through their extraterrestrial minds. They led. She said almost, you said that fast. They led almost a hundred members across the country. Dang. They were sleeping in tents, sleeping bags, and begging in the streets, and they were trying to fly under the radar from police and the media. But by evading the police and media, they were helping the group achieve a higher evolutionary level above human hmm. which what do you know marshall and bonnie already claimed to have achieved that right because remember they're the two people in the book of revelation right they're the witnesses yes marshall and bonnie didn't just call themselves doe and t they also had other aliases one being bow and peep interesting yeah but they just use different aliases mm-hmm. obviously if you're a criminal gotta yeah use different aliases. right the group also had several different names before they finally landed on Heaven's Gate. Okay. One was Human Individual Metamorphosis. 
Oh. That is a long-ass name. Wow. I don't know who came up with that, but it was not good. Mm-mm. Marshall believed he was directly related to Jesus. Same. You're a Texan, buddy. He is from a whole other country. Literally. A whole other part of the world. Which also meant to him, that anyways, that he was an evolutionary kingdom level above human. I don't okay. know why I put anyways in there. Okay. His writings, which combined aspects of millennialism, Gnosticism, and science fiction, suggested he believed himself to be Jesus' successor and the present representative of Christ on earth. So not only is he the witness from the book of Revelations. He is Christ on earth. And if you don't know what those things are, millennialism, Gnosticism, I'm going to give you some okay meanings because i definitely didn't know okay millennialism is a belief advanced by some religious denominations that a golden age or paradise will occur on earth prior to the final judgment and future eternal state of the world to come okay gnosticism is a collection of religious ideas and systems which existed in the late first century a.d among jewish and early christian sects these various groups emphasize personal spiritual knowledge above the orthodox teachings, traditions, and authority of religious institutions. Okay. So, yeah. And we know what science fiction is. Yeah. So, I don't really need to explain that. Yeah, no. Marshall taught early on that his bodily vehicle, that's what they would call their bodies, mm-hmm. vehicles, mm-hmm. was inhabited by the same alien spirit which belonged to Jesus. Nice. And Bonnie was presented as God the Father. Oh, so like god like yeah yeah you know how in the christian world god jesus and the holy spirit are also represented all as one person yeah the father the son and the holy spirit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i meant yeah yeah. that's kind of what we got going on here yeah we got we got the father the son no holy the spirit, holy spirit? <laughs> it's not there because this ain't true this ain't not holy <laughs> this is not holy they toured the u.s with their group and used several tactics to get people to join mm-hmm they proclaim the gospel of higher-level metamorphosis, the deceit of humans by false god-spirits, envelopment with sunlight for meditative healing, and the divinity of the UFO, too, like they are calling themselves. Mm-hmm. In April of 1976, the group stopped recording. Recording? I did it again. Are we stopped recording? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Recruiting. Okay. D- just momentarily. Okay. Um, it wasn't anything crazy, but... They instituted a rigid set of behavioral guidelines which banned sexual activity and the use of drugs. Okay. Some of the men in this fucking group, bro. Say it. Got castrated. Bro. They got their wieners cut off. Not their wieners, their balls. They got their balls cut off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. They came out. I don't know why it's a wiener. I know they're gonna bleed out literally. How would they piss? (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I just said that. I'm leaving. They got their wieners cut off. (laughs) I'm leaving. I don't mean wiener. (laughs) Her main. Her main. What? Her main. Her main. Her issue is they're gonna bleed out if they cut their wieners off. I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> How are they gonna piss? That's what they pee out of. You're so right. Why That's did I not, say wiener? Their spermicide. Yes. Is not 
You knew what I and meant. And wieners. I said wiener. It's an inner <laughs> testes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say I have to wiener one all more time. That in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wiener. Okay. <laughs> she said wiener. <laughs> we're very, we're very mature. I'm sorry, y'all. What do you call it? I just call it a wiener. A penis. Wiener is more fun. Yeah. Wiener is funny. Yeah. Exactly. Wiener and balls. They got their balls cut off. Their balls Not their cut wieners. Off. Just imagine how you castrate like a cow. That's I'm what they literally, did. Why did I say wiener? Anyways. They cut their wiener off. <laughs> oh my god. Marshall and Bonnie also solidified their imperial and religious authority over the group. So they were the leaders. Yep. Right? Yep. It was described as the movement as having transformed from a loosely organized social group to a centralized religious movement comparable to a roving monastery. Wow. Some sociologists agree that the popular movement of alternative religious experience and individualism found in collective spiritual experiences during that period helped contribute to the growth of the new religious movement. So... They were just moving along, you know? <laughs> Shalism, as it became known, was a way for people to merge their diverse religious backgrounds around a shared generalized faith, which followers of a new of new religious sects like Marshall's crew found to be an appetizing alternative to traditional dogmas in Judaism, Catholicism, and evangelical Christianity. Many people in the crew had came from these diverse backgrounds mm-hmm. and they were described as having been longtime truth seekers or spiritual hippies who had a long since been attempting to find themselves mm-hmm. through spiritual means mm-hmm. but not all of marshall and bonnie's followers were hippies okay one recruit craig, john craig a respected republican and ranch owner who came close to winning a 1970 Colorado House of Representatives race joined the group in 1975. So, okay. it wasn't just random people they were picking up off the street. There were mm-hmm. some people that really believed in this shit. Mm-hmm. So, as numbers grew in the pre-internet days, the clan of UFO followers seemed to have in common a need for communal belonging to an alternative path to higher existence outside the constraints of institutionalized faith. Okay. And then in March of 1985, Bonnie died. Okay. So no more Bonnie. Marshall's just leading this group on his own at this point. Okay. Let's jump to the 1990s now. Okay. Marshall identified himself by the business name called Higher Source. He used their website, which I think I found. I was not expecting to find that. Okay. Who's keeping this website up is my question. How is this still up? Is it someone that recreated their website or is it actually know. their website? I don't know. Anyways, he had a website. That's how he recruited followers in the early 1990s. Okay. Rumors began spreading among the group in the following years that the upcoming Comet Hale Bop housed the secret to their ultimate salvation and ascent to the kingdom of heaven. Comet Hale-Bopp is a comet that was one of the most widely observed of the 20th century and one of the brightest seen for many decades. So, they thought that there was a UFO ship behind this comet. Mm -hmm. And they were shielded by this comet so the government couldn't see it. Okay. So, that was their thought. When this comet passed by, 
the ship is going to be right behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're going to ascend. Right. Into heaven. Okay. So in June of 1995, they settled near Manzano, New Mexico, where they had purchased land. And they began creating a compound out of rubber tires and concrete. But they suddenly left that land in April of 1996. It's not really known why. They just suddenly left. Okay. But in October of 1996, the group rented a large home, which they called the Monastery. This was a 9,200-square-foot mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California. And they paid $7,000 a month in cash. Wow. That's a nice little little, um, monastery. For sure. The same month they rented the home, they also purchased, get this, alien abduction insurance. Where the fuck do you get that? Why is that a fucking thing? Where do you even get that? Who Who's paying for this? Who is keeping these companies going, buying alien abduction insurance? Anyways, it covered up to 50 members. Okay. And would pay out $1 million per person for abduction. Oh my gosh. Impregnation or death by aliens. And dude- Who are they paying? It doesn't say exactly who they're paying. You know what I'm saying? If they're abducted, and if they death by aliens, if they die by aliens, a million dollars per person, too. Listen, they're not going to pay it out, so it doesn't matter. They have to prove that they've been abducted by aliens and shit, so they don't care. That's true. I'm just saying, that makes no sense. It doesn't at all. On March 9th. Were they going to pay the million dollars, too, if they get abducted and they just disappear? Yeah. Yeah. On March 19th through the 20th of 1997, Marshall taped himself in Doe's final exit, speaking of mass suicide and the only way to evacuate this earth. After asserting that a spacecraft was trailing Comet Hale-Bopp and that this event would represent the closure to Heaven's Gate, which we kind of touched on a second ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember if I put it in my notes or not, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to cover it. Marshall persuaded 38 followers to prepare for the ritual suicide so their souls could board the supposed craft. Right. He believed that after the deaths, after their deaths, a UFO would take their souls to another level of existence above human, which he described as being both physical and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And their preparations included each member videotaping a farewell message. Wow. So, 39, counting himself, people, Mm -hmm. recorded a farewell message. That's crazy. To kill themselves, members took phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding and washed it down with vodka. Wow. Phenobarbital is for the treatment of certain types of epilepsy in developing countries. In the developed world, it is... commonly used to treat seizures in young children while other medications are generally used in older children and adults in developed countries it is also used for veterinarian purposes it may be used intravenously injected into a muscle or taken by mouth the injectable form may be used to treat epilepticus which is fancy word for epilepsy phenobarbital is occasionally used to treat trouble sleeping anxiety and drug withdrawal and to help with surgery it usually begins working within five minutes when used intravenously and half an hour when administered by mouth. Its effects last for between four hours and two days. Side effects include a decreased level of consciousness along with a decreased effort to breathe. So, 
they overdosed on this medication. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they just took a bunch. Mm-hmm. But they, they went the extra mile, though, and I'll get into that in a second. After ingesting the applesauce or pudding mix, they secured plastic bags around their heads to make sure that they suffocated Oh my gosh, you're not even giving it time to do its thing and you're just going to suffocate to death? Well, like pudding? They, after the, they were falling asleep, like they were putting the bags mm. on their heads to make sure that they died. So when they overdosed, they didn't come back. Gotcha. The bag was just an extra precaution on top of it mm-hmm. to make sure that they really died. Mm-hmm. All 39 were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new black and white Nike Decades athletic shoes, and armband patches reading Heaven's Gate Away Team. One of the many instances of the group's use of the nomenclature of the fictional universe of Star Trek. Yeah. Each member carried a $5 bill and three quarters in their pockets. Weird. According to former members, this was standard for members leaving the home for jobs in a humorous way to tell us they had left the planet permanently. The $5 bill was for covering the cost of vagrancy laws and the quarters were for calling home from payphones. But another former member, known as Sawyer, stated it was a reference to a Mark Twain story which said $5.75 was the cost to ride the tail of a comet to heaven. Interesting. Yeah. After each one died, a living member would arrange the body by removing the plastic bag from the person's head, followed by posing the body so that it lays neatly neatly on its own bed with faces and torsos covered by a square purple cloth for privacy and i uploaded a picture here. is that an actual picture mm-hmm. that's crazy pretty sure in an interview with harry robinson the two surviving members said that the identical clothing was a uniform representing unity for the mass suicide while the nike decades were chosen because the group got a good deal on the shoes Marshall was also a fan of Nikes, and therefore everyone was expected to wear and like Nikes within the group. Nice. Heaven's Gate also had a saying, just do it, echoing Nike's slogan. Okay. And they pronounced do as doe, so just do it, to reflect Uh, Marshall's nickname. Gotcha. The 39 people included 21 women and 18 men between the ages of 26 and 72. Wow. They are believed to have died in three groups over three successive days, with remaining participants cleaning up after each prior group's deaths. Wow. So that's who took the bags off their heads and laid the cloth on. And then it was like their turn next. Mm -hmm. And then the next group. Mm -hmm. And that's why the last two people that died, they were the only ones found with the bags over their head and they didn't have cloths on them. Mm Um. Okay, the suicides occurred in groups of 15, 15, and then 9 was the last group between approximately March 22nd and the 26th. Okay. Among the dead was Thomas Nichols, brother of an actress, Nichelle Nichols, who is best known for her role as Uhura in the original television series of Star Trek, and I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Leader Marshall was the third to last member to die. Two people remained after him and were the only ones found with bags over their heads and not having personal purple cloths covering their top halves before the last of the suicide similar sets of packages were sent to numerous heaven gates affiliated or formerly affiliated individuals and at least one media outlet the bbc department among those in the list of recipients was recipients was rio d'angelo the packages received contained two vhs videotapes 
one with Doe's final exit, and the other with the farewell messages of the group followers. They literally sent those to people. Yeah. And it also contained a letter stating that, among other things, we have exited our vehicles just as we entered them. Wow. Rio D'Angelo informed his boss of the contents of the packages and then received a ride from him from Los Angeles to the Heaven Gates home. And he wanted to verify that letter, mm-hmm. see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Rio found a back door intentionally left unlocked to allow access and used a video camera to record what he found. After leaving the house, Rio's boss, who had waited outside, encouraged him to make calls alerting the authorities. The San Diego County Sheriff's Department received an anonymous tip through the 911 system at 3.15 p.m. on March 26, suggesting they check on the welfare of the residents. Days after the suicides, the caller was revealed to be Rio. The lone deputy her first, who first responded to the call entered the home through a side door, saw ten bodies, and was nearly overcome by a pungent odor. Oh, yeah. The bodies were already decomposing in the hot California springtime. Yeah. After a cursory search by two more deputies found no one alive, they retreated until a search warrant could be procured, and all 39 bodies were cremated. Wow. And that is it. That's crazy. Cults are scary. They really are. Like they how? They really are. <clears throat> like you can convince someone. Yeah. Like in how their do mind. you? How do you just come up with this crazy shit and then people believe you? For real. Like that's crazy. How mm-hmm. anyone believes this? It really is. Like I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm religious, but I'm never gonna believe if somebody comes up to me and is like, I am the next jesus christ i'm gonna be follow me i am a witness uh, i'm gonna be like no thank you absolutely not i think i will pass on that i'll take my chances Mm -hmm. thank you very much well i hope you guys enjoyed well not enjoyed 39 people did commit suicide but i mean just the information aspect of it all um go check out our socials link in the show notes Patreon link is also in the show notes if you want to check that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Leave us a rating, a review, follow us mm-hmm. on wherever you're listening. If you're listening still right now, I know you can leave a review or a rating. A simple rating is quick. And I know since we're getting <clears> to the <throat> end of the episode, you're going to be looking for another episode to listen to. So just go on and scroll down a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you can find little stars. All you got to do is click it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're listening to, but I'm sure it's not that hard. Nope. I know you can do it. Just do it. Just do it. I believe it. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Let's not say that. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening. See you next time. Catch you in the next one. Bye.